Welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider College Football Podcast, talking Big Ten, Big 12 football, uh, presented by Firehouse and Docs. Um, this is the week, uh, 3 p.m. kickoff, Iowa State Cyclones visiting the Iowa Hawkeyes. I'm sure uh, both Firehouse and Docs will be jumping. Um, thanks to the Iowa Hawk Shop for sponsoring the Iowa segment, and uh, Size Locker Room, uh, sponsoring Mitch's uh, Iowa State Cyclone segment as well. So we'll be going head-to-head this week uh, talking about the, the state rivalry. Um, should be a fun one, um, and uh, we'll, we'll get to that game here at the end. Let's go ahead and kick things off. Uh, Nick Saban um, heading to Texas to take on uh, University of Texas Saturday morning. I believe it's a big noon kickoff, correct, Mitch? It is, and it's going to be uh, – man, I, I – of all the years for Texas to to want to be back and to to want to start off the right way, it's Alabama's scheduled yeah. for game two. Like it's yeah. it, it's it's glaring how good Alabama is mm-hmm. versus what Texas and Texas is no no knock this year. You know, with with the addition having Quinn Ewers at quarterback, I think they're they're well improved, but. You know, it, they always say Vegas knows a little bit more than the average uh, sports better, and the mm-hmm. opening line was 20 and a half. Yeah. Um, so they know a little bit more than what we know. Um, defense for Alabama, I think, is what's going to be key in this game. Mm-hmm. We know Texas doesn't play a lot of defense, never has. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the early 2000s yeah. uh, was the last time. But I think just the overall matchup, um, Utah State team that, that I thought was pretty good played Alabama – Last week and and got thudded fifty five nothing, and just the the overall like stats and what they can they can put up for Alabama is just really really impressive. I really like what they have in Bryce Young. I think he's a Heisman caliber quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, only threw for one hundred and ninety five yards. I say that only just because that's all he had to throw for, and five touchdowns uh, with the one eighty one uh, pass rating. They ran the ball extremely well, um, and then they defended extremely well as um, too. On the they only allowed 79 rushing yards and 57 passing yards. With the, what they have, um, they have two Heisman hopefuls, one on offense and one on the defensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen a real stud on the defensive side of the ball in a long time. Um, maybe looking even back to to like you know Kayvon Thibodeau yeah. or, or Hutchinson uh, of the last couple of years, but but even before that at the actual linebacker spot would have been like a Manti Teo, uh, which if you haven't, I, I'm not trying to plug anything. If you haven't watched that documentary, the documentary yeah, is unbelievable. Yeah. I watched it the other night. Just, I mean, it's just crazy the story that he went through. Mm-hmm. But then you go and look at Texas, and, you know, their first game, we like we talked about, they, they played against Louisiana Monroe, who's a, a team that's kind of trying to get there on, on the, the FBS level. Uh, 52 to 10 was the final score. And I thought, honestly, Quinn Ewers looked really good mm-hmm. um, for his first start in, in a different offense. Yeah. Um, you know, his numbers might not look the greatest 16 to 24, 225, two touchdowns and a pick. Um, you probably would like to take that pick off the board. Um, but, but overall, I thought their efficiency on offense was really good. Um, Bijan Robinson looked well. I would like him to get more carries. I understand the game was put away at the time being. But only 10 carries, 71 yards, 
um, and a touchdown, I think you're going to have to do a lot more than that to beat, especially in Alabama and going into Big 12 play. Um, but all in all, they ran for 134 yards, passed for 249, mm-hmm. um, and then they had three sacks on defense, and they uh, each team threw a pick. Um, but they, they, what they didn't do well and what kind of worries me um, – normally not in a game against a smaller FBS opponent is they didn't win the time of possession. Mm -hmm. Um, So they weren't elongating drives. They were scoring quick, um, which I understand you can do in week one when you're playing a team in the Sun Belt, but you're playing a team. Does that philosophy work this week? Yes, that that philosophy does not work this week. You go up against a team like Alabama and and Nick Saban and – they do what they do in the SEC so well every single year, yeah. and I just don't think Texas has enough to de- really hang with Alabama this week. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a couple more years for them to kind of get into their groove. Um, I think eventually they'll get they make enough four- and five-star guys. Yeah. You know, build the culture up. And they always got guys. They'll, yeah. they'll be all right. Yeah. Um, it's just you, you run into arguably the best team in the country week two at your house, and it's, yeah. just, it's hard to yeah. overcome. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I'll, to, to be honest with you, I think Quinn Ewers is going to – he's going to do really well at Texas. But the guy's been standing on the sideline for too long here. I mean, to me, um, the game's going to move a lot different this Saturday than it did last Saturday uh, just because of Alabama's speed on defense. And I don't think he's played enough to be ready yet for the kind of speed he's going to see from Alabama defensively. So I look for uh, – a few turnovers. Um, I think it might be close after the first quarter, but as Alabama always does, they'll wear you down. And when they substitute, it's one five-star going out and another five-star coming in. So. I could I could see the game that played out uh, LSU versus Texas a couple of years ago, where True. it was close, and then yeah. it took a, a late drive. Um, I don't think I think I'm so pretty Burrow? sure in that game. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. with Burrow yeah. and that that insane um, offensively driven team. But I don't know if LSU didn't score on every possession. I'm pretty sure they yeah. scored almost every possession. Yeah. And in a game like against Alabama that's going to play really solid defense, mm-hmm. you you can't let them score every possession because right. you're just you're simply yeah. not going to be able to tell yeah. with that and score every possession as well. Yeah. But you know, I'm really excited to see where they can measure up though with with yeah. arguably the best team in the country. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that'll that'll really dictate, especially where they end up in Big Twelve play. Mm-hmm. Did they get better as the season went on? Did they yeah. take a, a lump and then get worse as the season went on? Mm-hmm. Now, I understand injuries and stuff happen, so yeah. we'll have to see how that goes. But, you know, it should be a, a very interesting game. Now, I think the spread could get close to getting hit, but I think Texas can keep this game closer than 21 points. Yeah, you would think so, being at home. There's going to be a lot of juice in the stadium Saturday morning, big game. And, you know, I mean, if I'm Texas – I want to be as competitive as I can here. Obviously, you want you're going to try and win. We know that, but I mean, you want to come away without any injuries. I mean, the last thing you need is Bijan Robinson going down at running yes. back. So, I mean, if I'm Texas, that's one of the things I'm looking at. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're looking for a name brand game, this is a deal right here. I mean, it's it's a big game, 11 a.m. Um, I know I'll be watching it. So, no, absolutely. Should yeah. be should be a fun one. Yep. Another one uh, in the state of Texas, Mitch, uh, Houston, the Houston Cougars, uh, who escaped um, UTSA, Texas-San Antonio, last Saturday, uh, heads to Lubbock to take on Texas Tech. Um, this, this, this game is really interesting to me, and I know 
you can speak to it, but Texas Tech did suffer an injury at quarterback last weekend. Yeah, and so they'll they'll be without their their starter, which is going to be huge uh, for them. Uh, Tyler Shaw out with a shoulder injury. Yeah. Um, you know, transfer from Oregon, I thought was going to be the guy to go to. Really good pocket passer for them. Fits the system that they want to run. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's going to come down to to an offense versus defensive game. You know, I think offensively, Texas Tech has the upper hand. Um, they rank fifth in, in total yards, second in passing yards, fourth in points, um, 18th and third down percentage. Um, whereas as Houston, I mean, they played a really talented UTSA team yeah. and had to go to the wire and missed a two-point conversion to, to end up winning the game. But um, what Dana uh, Holgerson normally hangs his hat yeah. on is defense. And so I think it's going to be really closely contested. The way that Vegas even throws this one is they're giving Texas three you know, I think a lot of times you give the home team three points, so it could be a bit of a wash. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think if, if Texas gets a win, they're either going to receive votes or be at that 25 spot, I think, with the way they've been playing. Texas Tech has. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to play in Lubbock. Uh, they have the, their fan yeah, base and everything. Yeah. There's been a lot of memorable game, games back there. Texas versus Texas tra- yeah. Tech, the, the yeah. Crabtree catch. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of big games. You had the Oklahoma um, – Texas Tech game with Mahomes and, and Mayfield yeah, that went back Ryan. and forth. So it, this game is going to live up to the hype. And it's a team it's, – it's a game where it's in like just how Iowa and Iowa State is. It's bragging rights in the state of Texas. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Houston and Texas Tech aren't that far apart from each other. No. To they where, compete for the same kids recruiting-wise. Absolutely. Yeah, it's I mean, a huge – it's huge. huge more than just a, in the win-loss column, this game is going to be huge. Um, I think it should be a really good one. I'm gonna probably be a little bit of a homer on the on the Big 12 side and hoping mm-hmm. Texas Tech gets a, a win there to help the conference out. But uh, either way, I will not be disappointed flipping this game on. This will be the game on after at three o'clock. Now, obviously, I'm gonna have a game. I'm gonna yeah. key on to a little right. bit more than that, yeah. Yeah. but I will be kind of keeping my eye on the score for that game because I think it should be a really good one. Like I said. How does Houston respond after squeaking by against the UTSA team? Which, mm-hmm. again, UTSA ranked last year. There's nothing off what that team can do again this year. I think they're they're going to be, you know, in every game if not winning every game that they're in from now on. I think they're they got a good good squad. But for Houston to hold on, keep that that ranking on, um, it's going to be because because sooner or later Houston's going to join the Big Twelve. They're going to play them every single exactly, year. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. mine is. Might as well get ready for the, the mm-hmm. rivalry and everything to start up now, and what a better way to start off than week two. Yeah, no doubt. And then we've got uh, just a non-conference game that's, that's intriguing to me. It's BYU um, headed to Waco to take on Baylor Future um, conference Saturday. game, though. Yeah, another future, future conference another future, game. Yeah, exactly right. So I'm um, anxious to see how this one shakes out. Um, I think Dave Aranda does a great job at Baylor. Um that team's going to be good all season long, I believe. And uh, BYU, they've, they've gone to Wisconsin and won in the non-conference here in the, within the last two, three seasons. So they kind of – they aren't afraid to, to take on some of these big hitters. And, uh, you know, BYU's got great tradition themselves. Um, so that could be a very interesting game on Saturday too, Mitch. Yeah, I like, I like Blake Sheppin. I mean, they, they – let their starting quarterback Bohannon leave in the off season, which was yeah. kind of baffling to me. But uh, you know they played an Albany team. You know n- nothing that was going to be much of a worry for them. But mm-hmm. you know got up twenty-one to seven by the end of the first quarter. Um, 
And it's really going to what they're going to be able to hang their, their hat on. Their offense is going to be able to score with anyone. Um, and, you know, being ranked number nine, ten in the country, excuse me, mm-hmm. um, you're, you're going to see that. It's just it's going to be that additive of, of yeah. well, the Big 12 doesn't play defense. Well, the Big 12 is going to have to play defense, especially going to a rockin' uh, stadium that is uh, Cougar Stadium up in BYU. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be nuts. They they played a South Florida team that is really good. South Florida team that actually has the starting quarterback who is Gary Bohannon mm. and who they played so and they held Gary Bohannon. Uh, granted, different offense, seventeen of thirty, one hundred and seventy two yards and a pick. Mm-hmm. So no Zach Wilson. Yeah. BYU doesn't have Zach Wilson. They're different running yards. They don't have their their starting. Uh, running back from last year, they don't have their quarterback from um, two years ago. I mean, they're they're depleted. Um, Algiers gone, as I said, yeah. running back, but they're still able to put points on the board. But I like what they do defensively, to where in, in Vegas again on our side, three point swing to BYU. I think nine fifteen game. I'm getting mm-hmm. all done with my my hangover from the Iowa State game. Yeah. You know, if it's a good hangover or a bad hangover, we'll see. Yeah. 9:15. I'm gonna be dialed in. Yeah. Hopefully sobered up. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> For this BYU Baylor game, I think this could be the game of the week. I'm not. I understand with the Alabama Texas why mm-hmm. um, noon kickoffs there. I believe game day is I believe headed so. down yeah. that region too. I'm not for sure why it's not mm-hmm. up at BYU. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I think that this is the most intriguing game yeah. outside of the Seahawks series mm-hmm. on Saturday that I'm most looking forward to watching. And I, honestly, either team could come out of this with a win. It could be a blowout win or a close win, and I wouldn't yeah. be shocked either way. Yeah, um, I tend to agree with you there. It'll it'll be a fun one to watch. Um, well, uh, no sense of waiting any longer. Let's uh, let's get right to it. Uh, your Iowa State Cyclones. Uh, Head to Iowa City to take on my Hawkeyes, who, uh, I mean, admittedly, I have no idea what that was that I watched on offense <laughs> last week. It was, uh, they didn't, I mean, it, what, they, it looked the like The offense showed up? Yeah, well, I mean, physically they were there. But, <laughs> um, I mean, it was like pre-World War One, man. I mean, it's, I have no idea how you have a, uh, uh, a senior quarterback who, I keep hearing the word fundamentals thrown around. Look, it's pretty simple. If you don't have them down by now, why are you, why are you even in the huddle? I mean, I, I, I don't get it. I understand the offensive line can block better, but a, a five-yard screen is a five-yard screen in, in Pop Warner football, high school football, whatever. I mean, Iowa ran a screenplay that was wide open. Um, I mean – there wasn't a white jersey within 20 yards of the football. And uh, Petros airmails uh, the running back, um, LaShawn Williams. I mean, it's just – it's bad. It's even worse when you watch it again. Um, and then don't do it a third time because I, I promise <laughs> you it's gonna it's worse than the second time. So, I guess I'm – I feel bad for the defense because Iowa's defense is so good. Phil Parker is an excellent defensive coordinator – um, and, you know, obviously Iowa has a punter. But, I mean, you can't – you're not going to win with safeties and field goals. I mean, you aren't going to beat anybody, you know. And um, 
it's just I'm kind of frustrated with the way things have gone with the offense. You've you've got Brian Ferentz making nine hundred thousand dollars a year, man. I mean, I'd like to go fix something for fifty grand a year. You know, I mean, I, I just don't understand why why and how you can have simply no identity on offense and you keep rolling the same quarterback out there and expecting a different result. So. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping there's some sort of epiphany Saturday with Spencer Petras. Um, I've, I've kind of, I'll be honest with you, man, I've lost faith. So, I mean, I'm just baking on the defense to um, maybe grab a pick or two. If we're lucky, Deckers is really good. Um, he's got some good kids to throw to. And Jarrell Brock, I'm impressed with, Mitch. Yeah, and, and well, the thing that helps you out is I, don't, I watched the game. I was at the game last year, and I thought Spencer – First, first couple drives was was to his old self. A lot of incompletions, just trying to get in the game under his feet. But there were a couple passes he threw last year where I was like, okay, that's a different quarterback wearing Petrus's jersey. He had some throws over the middle. The touchdown that was a beautiful throw. Charlie Jones. Yep, yeah. over the middle, now playing at Purdue. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he just, made the right decision, he, by the way. He, oh, my yeah. gosh, did he ever have a week one game? Holy cow. Um, I'm sure the Boilermakers are happy with, with his decision. But yeah. – it's gonna. It's honestly the way that everything's playing out. It's playing into another sloppy game. Weather's not going to be the greatest. Chance of rain, sixty to sixty-five percent. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen Hunter or this offense playing in, yeah. in in rain. Good thing for Iowa State. They hopefully regain Remsburg and have a full healthy offensive line. Mm-hmm. I was happy with the production of the running back. Um, and it's going to come down to to really injuries. Daniel Johnson, receiver, and Cartavius Norton, who had some really bright plays yeah. a week one, um, are both out mm-hmm. uh, with lower leg injuries. And on the Iowa side, Nico Regani, huge loss for yeah. the receiving core. Uh, Vines, Ritter, and Keegan Johnson all out. Yeah. Um, There's two scholarship wide receivers. Yes, and then in, those in two the scholarship lineup. receivers are going to have to play extremely well. Yeah, they're, they're going to have to play well. Here, here's, here's where I – have a tough time understanding why it's so difficult. If it was already announced, you're not going to take the red shirt off Wangpa. So if he is just – I mean, the defensive side of the ball is loaded, and there's kids that have been waiting their turn. I get it. So if you're just going to have number one stand on the sideline and hold his helmet for four quarters, I don't understand why you can't put him in two or three different offensive packages and just, I mean, the kid is a, a, a playmaker. I mean, give him give him a 15-yard in, a 15-yard out, a vertical route, just anything. I mean, it, it will at least upgrade the athleticism on that, top, that side of the football as soon as he walks the huddle. The, and the thing, so you talk about quarterback, and, and I'm, not, I'm not sitting here saying that I'm confident in Iowa State's ways of, of how they play against Iowa. Every single year for the past seven years – we haven't beaten Iowa. That's the narrative. Everyone's heard it. Every Iowa State fan has yeah. heard it. Every Iowa fan is proud to announce it. Trust me, if I had a seven-game yeah. win streak against Iowa, I'd be promoting that during December yeah. when we're not even playing football. So, yeah. Yeah. But it, to, to me, like on the offensive side of the ball, this Iowa offense and this Iowa team would be so much more dynamic with a different quarterback. And I understand yeah. that you have mm-hmm. guys in place – you have Petrus. I didn't think Padilla played terrible last year. No, in, in some of the games he had, and and me, you know, being kind of a homer and seeing a kid play. There's a kid that's getting second, third round reps at cornerback. That's a hell of a quarterback. Yeah, and he's a dual threat quarterback. Yeah. And if you throw a dual threat quarterback that's accurate and can make plays and understands how to be yeah. a quarterback in the offensive system, 
Oh my! If you put if you put DeGene at quarterback, I know that yeah. offense would be unbelievable. Yeah. Because yeah. when when the passing game struggles, the running game struggles. You don't yeah. have yeah. your your stud running back in the backfield anymore, and you struggle to run the ball against South Dakota mm-hmm. State. Now I'm not mm-hmm. saying anything against South Dakota State. Very very good FCS team. Um, they're gonna do extremely well. Yeah. Um, it's a very tough matchup. It's not like your normal um, small. FCS schools yeah. that you play against yeah. where you can run them over. But a Big sh- Ten offensive line no. shouldn't get shoved around. I mean, no. those guys were sitting in there at 250, 255. I mean, come on. Cuz cuz we're not we're not talking about the first 3 games where you know, Iowa State's defense I think is better than South Dakota State's defense. Yeah. There's a lot of young pieces on there, parts yeah. that you can take apart. A lot of young guys that switched mm-hmm. roles. Um, they, they tried to rotate some guys in to so get some new guys some some playing time mm-hmm. that they normally didn't have. You know, last year they were playing in high school. But you get into week four and five, and all of a sudden you start to play the Wisconsins yeah, and, and, and the Purdue's and your Ohio State's with big, nasty fronts. <laughs> it's going to be bad. It's you, a glaring you, problem. Hey, I'm telling you, you can see the gravel road coming. It. it it's coming and it's coming fast. And if you don't, if there is no quarterback that's gonna, I mean, to me, Petrus gets a half Saturday. And if there's no production, you got to be done with the experiment by now, and you got to move on. Yeah, you would. You would think. I I think Brian is is cutting his ways. Um, and and I mean the thing is is we we can sit here and and talk about the the lack of production that you see on the offense but i think the thing that hurts you so much is that your defense is so good yeah. that you still win 9 games a year to yeah. where it's like it's not that big of a glaring problem now if your defense was sub mid tier and yeah, you're looking football, at a 4 or 5 win team then you're, yeah. you're looking you're looking at a nebraska and, yeah. and and i'm not trying to throw them under the bus because they they did nothing wrong last week yeah. but but you're looking at a team that's Underproductive on offense mm-hmm. and good on defense. Nebraska, mm-hmm. that was exactly them last year. Yeah. Underproductive on offense, really good on defense last year. This year is a little bit different, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. when you when you look at it, if you aren't helping your defense out, yeah, I mean the, the thing is, is Iowa State put together some drives. Matt Campbell was going to go for it on fourth down. Matt Campbell has all of his trust in yeah. Hunter Deckers. Yeah. Hunter Deckers made some throws. Uh, last Saturday, granted, against the CMO team, we're not playing against a Big Ten defense. I understand yeah. that. Yeah. We're not going up against a Riley Moss. We're not mm-hmm. going up against a Jack mm-hmm. Campbell. I totally understand that. Yeah, but your offense executed, whereas yes. Iowa's offense couldn't get out of their own and way. It, and it's the first time in a long time where we've – because every year we'll play you and I or a South yeah. Dakota State or a team like that, and we'll just start sloppy. Yeah. This is the first year I've seen this – offense come out and we've had some players in the past i'm not brock purdy's made an nfl roster we have guys that make nfl rosters that play for mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. in in the opening games this is the first time i've seen the offense click drive down the field play well and another big thing um where we talked about injuries and everything like that iowa state's defense posted mm-hmm. another shutout in the second half they couldn't move the ball in the second half if this game's close going into halftime i think you saw a little bit of it last year. Hunter kind of came in when uh, Brock wasn't having a good game, moved the ball a little bit. Iowa really didn't put up a lot of points in the second half. We had that they had that fumble yep. um, that they returned for for points. Other than that, not a lot of production. Kind of let Iowa State get back into it. If you're Iowa and you want to win this game, you've got as bad as it sounds. You want to ugly this game up. You want it yeah. to look a little bit like last mm-hmm. week. 
do not let it be a close game by halftime because if Iowa State's able to fix some things on offense Mm -hmm. and they are close enough within striking distance, this game's going to be very, very interesting coming down to it. And it always is, Marty. Yeah, it always is. There's been two or three games in the past 10 years that have really gotten away from it. But this rivalry is – I think both fans on both sides can see that the teams are starting to get closer and closer talent-wise – and, you know, it's, it's going to be the time to where sooner or later we go in the last 10 years and teams are going to be 5-5 five and five against each other. Yeah. Because I think that's just how good the talent around everyone has been. Yeah. And it, they're just getting better. I was, you know, getting recruits, five-star recruits in, in that they, they haven't really gotten before. They're, they normally flirted with some four-stars. Yeah. But, but nothing to the – to where you were that far into it to where it, it mattered too much. But – I think, I think Iowa's in a good spot. I think we, we talk about it, but every year in, in football and in basketball and, and just like it just seems to be the Iowa State mm-hmm. way, some random plays extremely well. Well, it's not going to be a random. Watch for Spencer Petras to have a really good game. Mm-hmm. Um, I would see him, even in the raining conditions, I bet he throws for over 150 yards and two touchdowns. This game's going to be right in the range of a 21-28 just absolute thug out. Mm-hmm. I'd like the winner to be Iowa State, but um, you know, if I'm a betting man, it's hard to go against the Hawks at home. Yeah, that that's the whole thing is, if it was an Ames, I would. I mean, that that's trouble ahead. I think that if Iowa can move the ball and show some identity on offense, though, they could kick a field goal to win at the end. I don't know what's gonna happen, but it would just be nice to see two, three, four first downs strung together. I mean, I'm not concerned about punting at the least. If I was Iowa on offense, I'd come out in a two-tight end set. You're going to get Gavin Williams back at running back this week. Uh, LaShawn Williams played well last week. Caleb Johnson, a freshman, rotated in and out. Um, you know, you got to be able to run the ball a little bit. So um, it'll be interesting. Um and I think it's going to be a great game, and I think it'll be a four-quarter game. I have no oh, doubt Oh, absolutely. I think this will be one of the better Cyhawk games we've seen in a very long time. Yeah. I think it has the the the, the shadows of the three-overtime game. I yeah. think it really could come yeah. down to to where we could mm-hmm. so we could possibly play some extra football. Um, and it could be nothing but but great things. You know, you're going to have um, you're going to have the wave. You know that I know the Iowa State players are excited to be able to do, especially the yeah. the up-and-comer for freshmen. Yeah. Yeah. And sophomores that weren't able to do it from yeah. from last COVID year. year, yeah. And uh, I think yeah, it's just going to be a great game. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, we each want our respected teams yeah. to win, yeah. but I just think it's all all going to be just a great four quarter football game of a really talented offense versus a really talented defense. Mm-hmm. And you know, we'll we'll see if the old adage just holds holds hard and defense wins you championships in games, or if it's a lot of the new school way and offense can win you some too. But I mean, I think. Both teams have a, have a good shot, and this game is not going to define either's year. I think no. both of them are able to turn around if, with a win or a loss and have really good years. I just want to see both teams, especially on offense, progress after this game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, you said it. I mean, if weather factors in there that's going to affect both teams, um, you know, I, I don't know if that favors one team over the other. I mean, I'm I'm confident in our punter, our field goal kickers, a freshman, and I know you got a freshman punter, freshman kicker. So, you know, it, it may come down to you know 
field position and just, you know, Kirk will play the long game on that and uh, see how it plays out and remain patient. But uh, looking forward to recapping this game and, and talking about it next week, Mitch. Absolutely. We should – I mean, we definitely thank, obviously, our sponsors that give us the opportunity to talk about this, you know, size locker room and, and Iowa Sports Shop. And, yep. you know, it's just – it's going to be – it always seems like – I hate that it's so early, but I love that it's so early because yeah. we talk about it, we get all amped up for it week two, yeah. and then it's gone. And mm-hmm. then you have yeah. – I mean, you have your, your farm again to worry about. You have your yeah. uh, your uh, your pig bowl um, <laughs> to, to worry about. Yeah. And then we have our bowl games and our, our championships, hopefully, that we get to, to watch our teams play in too. But yeah. uh, it's definitely something that you know, brings the entire state together and at the same time divides it. But it's, it's super awesome and, and great for, um, for, for both universities. I know it is. Uh, Barstools it is, yeah. is coming down and, yeah, and going to be in that. Iowa yep. City, too. So, yeah. you know, and, other and people I mean, understand the atmosphere that, yeah, that belongs yeah. in and the Cyhawk series. We, we went over the slate of games earlier. There, there's nothing outstanding sitting in there. So, maybe this game takes a day. Who knows? Absolutely. We'll yeah. hope so. Yeah, hopefully yeah. it's a great game and, you yeah. know. I'm hopefully the Cyclones get a dub and I know you're, you're hoping the Hawks get a dub. <laughs> yeah. So should yeah. be good. Definitely should be some bulletin board material stuff to read on um, coming up next week because, you know, something's going to have to give and one of the teams is going to have to lose. And, yeah. you know, obviously it's going to disasters are going to be written all over, but I, mm-hmm. I don't think a loss hurts any team's chances on what they want to do throughout the season. Yeah. Agreed. And thanks again to firehouse and docs. If you guys are staying in town and want to go out and watch the game, head down there. Um, they'll have, uh, Paul will have, uh, all kinds of drink specials and, uh, he gives away food down there. So great place for, uh, Cyclones and Hawkeye fans alike. Thanks for listening. Uh, for Mitch McCumber, I'm Marty Millard. We'll talk to you next week.